Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. In the Republican debate, if you happen to watch it, one of the most interesting parts of the debate, I think, for particularly for the Republicans, and they have to have adult conversations about this, they really do, is on the issue of abortion. And there was a back and forth between Nikki Haley and Mike Pence about how to lead through this. And Nikki Haley was suggesting that Republicans need to come to a consensus, such as maybe a 15-week ban federally and other things like that. And um, Mike Pence was saying, no, we need to lead people into uh, understanding that abortion is wrong. And you know, he said, to be honest with you, Nikki, you're my friend, but consensus is the opposite of leadership. It was a pretty good line there. And uh, there's a whole other debate going on, too, about whether or not this is a state's issue or a federal issue. Should the federal government be involved at all? And uh, it's an interesting one. But then Nikki Haley came back, who calls herself uh, unapologetically pro-life. She says, when you're talking about a federal ban, be honest with the American people, she said, arguing that the 60-vote filibuster, therefore, uh, in the Senate, uh, is not something that Republicans are going to be able to defeat. And he said, do not make women, she said, do not make women feel like they have to decide on this issue. I thought it was all pretty interesting that they're going to have to decide, Republicans are going to have to decide this. But on the other hand, something we've talked a lot about on the show is that the entire conversation about abortion is changing. And one of the reasons that it's changing is because of the abortion pill. And because it's not the same as going to a clinic anymore, there is an entire difference in how uh, abortions are being done, how abortions are being uh, promoted. And uh, there have been some good good news coming out of the courts. Here to talk with me about this is Eric Baptist. He's from Alliance Defending Freedom. And there's been a recent great decision just last week, a unanimous panel for the United States Fifth Circuit Court, uh, ruled against the FDA on this. And uh, Eric's going to explain that to us. Welcome to the program, Eric. Thank you for having me. Hey, great to have you. We're with Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, you are involved, your organization is involved in this court. Have you been a part of these arguments specifically? I have, yes, yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. So tell us what's happening with the, the abortion pill, Mifepristone, I think is what it's called, or Mifepristone. And uh, there have been a few decisions. See, and this changes things with, with the different states having different rules about abortions, limitations, 15 weeks, six weeks, no abortions, different things. It's an entirely different conversation if the pills can be mailed uh, over state lines. And so w- describe this issue to us. Yeah, and before I worked on this case, I didn't even know all the facts behind it because yeah. I used to, I still do, I go pray outside of the local abortion facility and think the brick and mortar abortion facility is what most people do. In reality, over 50%, maybe even 60% of all abortions are committed by chemical means and largely within the homes, dorm rooms, or bathrooms of women across this country. It's Did no you longer- say 60% now? Six zero, 60%, correct. yeah, that's huge. People need to understand that. And so what- Last year, when the Supreme Court issued its Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade, one of the things it said was 
the, the promise of Dobbs was to return the issue of abortion back to the people and their elected representatives. But ever since the Dobbs decision, the Biden administration in particular has sought to undermine those states and those people who have decided to protect life and women who are harmed by abortion by mailing these drugs across state lines to states where these restrictions and protections reside. And so the promise of Dobbs cannot be fulfilled unless the abortion pill or chemical abortion drugs are taken off the marketplace or basic protections are put back into place that the Biden administration in particular have removed. We had a uh, guest on a while ago who was an OBS, uh, an OBGYN, who was describing what this pill does and the difficulties that women actually have. It's not communicated. It's another thing where the, the dangerous side to this and then what actually happens to your body, what you have to go through after. It's not just you take a pill and forget about it. Uh, it is a traumatic thing that's going to happen to women when they take this pill. So there's multiple issues here. And the Biden administration, in response to the Dobbs decision, has worked hard to promote the the use of this pill over state lines, but no one's talking about the danger of it. Correct. It's a two-drug regimen. The first one, as you said, is mifepristone. That essentially ends the unborn life inside the mother. The second one is misoprostol, and that induces labor and delivery uh, of the baby in the, in, from the mother. And so what happens is, because the Biden administration says you no longer have to see a doctor, you never have to have an in-person visit to determine you have any complications, and you can do this from, they say, the comfort of your own home, but really it's not the safety of your own home. It's not even the safety of a medical facility. It's doing it by yourself. So when women go through this a uh, horrific incident where they have this baby, they induced miscarriage and an abortion at home. We have stories upon stories where women are just horrified by what they see once the mm. baby comes out of them. They have been lied to. They didn't realize what they were doing to themselves and to their unborn baby. When we talk about this drug itself, there was an erroneous report on CNN that said that the complications with this drug are the same as complications with Tylenol, which is completely false. And uh, this case revolves a lot around the the FDA and their decision to allow this pill to be distributed. Um, what did the FDA do wrong in uh, their evaluation of this medicine? Well, I will answer that with a rhetorical question: What didn't they? What did they do right? right. Because from the beginning, what the FDA had to do, they decided to fast track approve this during the Clinton administration. But to use the fast track authority, the FDA had to call pregnancy an illness. The, which we all know is passed. Wow. Untrue. I didn't know that part. Yeah. And so this is part of our lawsuit. We said, well, they used the wrong approval pathway. And by doing so, they had to call pregnancy an illness. And one of the judges of our court from the last week said, asked the FDA's attorneys, the U.S. Department of Justice, and said, uh, because when we had oral argument in front of the court, it's right after Mother's Day. They said, do we celebrate an illness on Mother's Day? Because he was mm -hmm. like, well, how can the FDA with a straight face it's called pregnancy and illness, but that's exactly what the FDA had to do. They were supposed to they were supposed to study the effects of this drug on teenage girls because there's a law and a rule that requires that. They waived that requirement. So again, we don't know the short term or long term impacts of girls who get this drug. And frankly, there is no age minimum uh, to this drug, so anybody can get this drug without parental consent, without knowledge, and that is what's happened across the United States. And, and a basic requirement of the FDA by Congress when they delegated this authority to the FDA is when you have a drug and you approve it based on this labeled use and its instructions, you should have safety tests that show that the drug is safe and effective for the use on the label. Mm. One thing the FDA has never done in its 22 years of this drug has is studied 
the actual labeled use of this drug. They always have additional protections, such as an ultrasound, when they conduct these studies. But what we know is there's never been a requirement to conduct an ultrasound to identify life-threatening ectopic pregnancies or to even determine gestational age because the FDA once said it was up to seven weeks, now it's to 10 weeks. As the baby gets older, more complications are likely to occur. And they just have refused to do anything about it. This is a huge scandal, uh, you know, scientifically. We're living in an age when we don't trust our institutions anyway. And, you know, every time I see a drug advertised on TV, you know, it tells me how great it's going to be for me. But then there's the fine print and the guy who talks really fast at the end. You know, he says, you know, don't use this if you like to live in the daytime. Don't do all this. You know, it's going to cause all these things. It's going to cause diarrhea and, and, and sore joints or death. They have to put that in there, right? But they're not doing that so much with this drug. Is that correct? Well, they, they, they are not even tracking the complications, so right. it's very unfortunate. But one thing the FDA has never done is required emergency room doctors or doctors actually treat women for these complications to report these adverse events. But the one thing in 2016 that the end of the Obama administration that they required or took away was not reporting any non-fatal complications. So a woman could go to the emergency room, have to be resuscitated twice, almost bleed out to death, and the FDA says, we don't want to know about that complication. Mm. And then during the Biden administration says, well, we're not getting a lot of information on complications, so we think this is going to be okay and we can remove uh, the requirement to at least have an in-person visit and you can just have this by, done by mail. And the courts have repeatedly now struck down the FDA's decisions based on such flawed data reporting. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, is it Eric Baptist or is it Baptiste? How do I say your name? saying it right? It's Baptist, just like the church. Just like the church. Attention, your withdrawal has been denied by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Attention, your withdrawal has been denied by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Eric Baptist, and uh, from uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, he is uh, senior counsel there, and he's working on a case that has been working through the courts on the abortion pill and uh, the FDA that has not, in a genuine or scientific way, uh, approved this drug in any way that is any good. So where is it at in the courts now, and what is the next step here? 
Well, we wanted the district court and all of our claims to take the drug off the marketplace because the approval was illegal because pregnancy is not an illness. So does that mean it's completely off the marketplace now? You can't well, get it. No, there, there was unfortunately in April, the Supreme Court hit the pause button on our victories. That's right. Uh, one could argue that we were winning too much too quickly after 22 years of having this drug on the marketplace. The Supreme Court hit the pause button and says, let's go through this the normal appeals process. So just last week, we won on the on the Court of Appeals, striking on the Obama era and Biden era changes to this regimen, which were highly dangerous to women and girls who take this drug. And now the Biden administration says they're going to take this on appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. They typically have 90 days. So maybe by November, we'll see an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court by the Biden administration on this. So that is coming soon. How do you feel about it? I mean, do you feel like that the courts are definitely seeing your argument here and the the safety concerns that should be real uh, with any medication? Yeah. And frankly, this is so egregious. Um, Some people talk about the broader implications for FDA drug approvals. I'm not aware of anything so egregious that the FDA has done in any other context with drugs, but because it's an abortion, sometimes we call it the abortion distortion, where the rules are bent and, and corners are cut by federal agencies, and here that's what we're seeing with the FDA. But I think there's a healthy skepticism by the U.S. Supreme Court these days of federal agency action or overreach, failing to follow the rules that they're supposed to comply with. Mm. And so I think I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hopefully confident and prayerfully hopeful that we will succeed at the Supreme Court. But I always ask for people's prayers and support along the way. The You know, this is a, uh, it's a serious crisis, I think, in the, the big picture that the organizations that we have that are there to protect us. And I, I know a lot of people in the pharmaceutical industry who have worked very hard for years on certain drugs and they have some pretty good results and they start to submit to the, FBA, the FDA and they get shot down. Right. It happens a lot. There's a lot of scrutiny that normally happens. But it sounds like on these political issues with this, uh, you know, I think some people have some questions about, you know, ultimately what's going to happen about the covid vaccines and some other stuff. Uh, This is something that is dangerous, not just to people's health, but also to people's confidence in what the FDA is doing. That's right. And the FDA says, well, this lawsuit's undermined the confidence uh, from the American people in their drug approvals, I said, well, FDA, you did it to yourself. You know, it takes one bad decision to undermine every good thing that you've done in theory. And so, you know, make amends and pull back this drug approval. Take this drug back off the marketplace. You've done that for other drugs where the FDA has made mistakes. But here they refuse to because it's highly politicized. The division, which reviews the abortion drug, highly politicized. And so sometimes you just need the courts to step in when they overstep their legal bounds. When the FDA considers, in order to move forward in this way, they consider uh, pregnancy to be an illness, and they classify it that way. It's a way around the system, but it's not real. Are, do you have any sense, and maybe this is a little bit outside the scope of what your work is here, but any sense of actual scientists objecting to this? I mean, are there people who come to you and say, hey, I worked on this, and I'm part of this, and I'm, maybe I'm at the FDA. This is wrong. We don't have any actual FDA whistleblowers, yeah. but we do have doctors from across this country. Our clients in this case are emergency room doctors, frontline doctors, who have seen the harms that these drugs have caused. They have women who come in who need blood transfusions, who need to be resuscitated. They have heard stories of women who've died. They have had to save so many women's lives because of this, this drug. So they see firsthand. They don't need to conduct the studies to see what the, the damage these drugs do. Mm. Um but at the same time, we, there are some research out there that our, our allies have collected and looked at the publicly available information that show that the complication rates can be significantly high. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for people who are listening in here, it's something, you know, it's something that 
you've got to understand is when things get so politically charged and there is some uh, advocacy going on for an issue and not the science of it, the the people who hurt are the women who take these pills, who think those there's nothing to it, who thinks I'm going to be fine. Uh, and it's a crime. It is a, it is an atrocity, I think. Uh, maybe that's uh, not too big of a word, actually, on there. Eric, uh, you know, as far as other things in the, the, the legal world of abortion after Dobbs, what are some other things that people should be praying for uh, with ADF and similar organizations that are fighting for uh, these women and fighting for these unborn children? Uh, what, what's next? What's coming up next? Well, there's so many new battlefronts after after the Dom's decision. You know, there's there's as you probably as everybody knows within the states, there are various challenges or trying to you know, attempts to change state constitutions, and that's very important. I, I at ADF, I work on kind of the, what I call the Biden Accountability Project because the Biden administration, more than any other previous Democratic administration, has focused on abortion, making it their top priority to put it out as much as possible. And so there have been a lot of bad decisions. We're trying to force pharmacies to stock and distribute uh, chemical abortion drugs. We've challenged that in court. They try to force emergency room doctors to complete elective abortions. Uh, we challenged that in court and succeeded. Now that's on appeal as well. So I, I think there are many fronts that are next here. I think the states will play an important role. And they also holding the federal government, in particular the Biden administration, in check will be very important in the next year. I think people may not understand how behind the scenes the Biden administration has been so incredibly aggressive uh, on this issue. You know, it used to be even Democrats used to say uh, safe, legal and rare, you know, was kind of the idea. But it seems like uh, we just want our abortions more and more often. Yeah, people are probably look back at the Clinton administration as more of a pro-life administration than the current state of affairs these days. That is a, that's an incredible statement, but probably true. Right. Safe, legal and rare. That was uh, the idea, but that has definitely changed, and people need to understand that as we come into a presidential election, and and uh, and like you said, statewide elections where people are. We just lost one in California where we changed um, the constitution to that would open up the door to abortions happening uh, all the way up through nine months without any question, and also even the potential of allowing doctors to let children die even after birth. It is a, it's a terrible thing that is, is going on around the country today. Indeed. Yeah. Eric, uh, Eric Baptist from uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, how can people best help you and reach you? We want to pray for you and pray for ADF and other organizations working on this. What's the best way people can reach you? I always recommend people go to our website, adflegal.org. You can learn more about our case. It's called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus the FDA and our other lawsuits challenging the Biden administration, defending religious liberty and freedom of speech. We do a lot of good work out there. So we appreciate your prayers and support along the way. Thank All right, you. Eric Baptist, thanks for joining me today on the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. 
like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my co-workers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work.